Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Hey. We got a little bit of a different a different camera setup. So if my lighting looks a little different this morning, y'all partners. Had a little bit of a technical difficulty. So we're gonna modify and go with what we have. We're not gonna let it stop us. Okay. Good morning, y'all. Hey Shanquita. Hey Vanessa. Hey Sharmana. Good morning. Y'all do me a favor. Share the devotional. Let's get it out there. Let's put it live. Oh my gosh. And I made another good cup of coffee. Another good cup of coffee. Hey, Annette. Hey, Masa. Y'all coming in this morning. Let's go. Hey, Kedra. Hey, Kedra. I need to see you, boo. Hey. Hey, hey, Thea. Good morning, Thea. Hey, Deshauna. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Mika. Mika, we still got to do dinner. Good morning, Thea, Katina, Lavenda. How y'all doing? So if I don't call your name, I don't want you to think I'm ignoring y'all. Some of y'all just show up like as Facebook user. I can't even see your name on social media. So I want you to think I'm ignoring you. Hey, Pat. Hey, Sharice. Hey, Angela. Good morning, y'all. Yes, Sharmana, modify, adjust, and keep rolling. That is my life. Come on, girl. Explain it. Modify, adjust, and keep rolling. When it isn't doing um, what you think it should do, you gotta. That's gotta be your attitude. Modify, adjust, and just keep moving. Because if not, you'll get caught up in something. There we go. Good morning, Sherry Hunter. See her name was showing up just as Facebook user. Good morning, Kim Joseph. How y'all doing this morning? Welcome, welcome, welcome to God. Hey, Auntie. Hey, Sonia. Yeah, let me tell y'all something about. Um, the anointed women in my family, my cousin Sonia Washington just came on who can sing beautifully. Oh my God, she just has ministry in her. My aunt is on, she has ministry in her. So when you see LMJ show up, it's because there has been a history, there has been a path laid before me. There's been women that have gone before me and I am grateful. I'm grateful for these women. So, and I'm thankful for the calls on their life because they just paved the path for me to be able to go do what I'm doing. And I'm telling you, divine connections are so important. Don't let nobody make you think that life ministry and all this thing happens on your own and you self-sufficient and you self-sustaining. That is not how that works. Uh, my uncle Ulysses was the first person to um, anoint me to preach. Uh, my uncle Craig affirmed the calling on my life. It's biblical. It's biblical. It's biblical to have people go before you. Hey, Michelle Shell, that's another person. It's biblical. It's biblical to have uh, people go before you. That is a biblical. So don't nobody, you don't have to call yourself out. You don't have to affirm yourself. You don't have to do anything. He will directly align people in your path for the calling on your life. For those of you who feel like you called in the ministry, I promise you do. You don't have to just be out there on your own, doing your own thing. He will anoint and attach, attach you to the right people. So stay attached to those people that the Lord puts in for you. You can call it a mentor. Elijah had Elisha. Come on now. You got Paul and Timothy. It's biblical. It's biblical. It's biblical. It's biblical. It's biblical. You just got to know that, right? Ruth had Naomi. 
Um, the Lord does that. He orchestrates that. Sometimes our humility does not allow us to have the people properly mentor us, people properly um, do what they're supposed to do for us. But I promise you there's a midwife. I promise you there's a mentor. I promise you there is somebody for you um, to teach you, right? Some of us had our grandmothers. My grandmother was called into the ministry. I don't know why I needed to share that this morning, but I felt like I did. Some of us had our grandmothers. Some of us have had different people who have taught us the trade. I come from a tribe of Levites um, who have taught me the trade. My cousin, Stephen Robinson, like my my lineage, my dad pastored, my grandfather pastored, my lineage, um, my lineage is so deep and so rich. God definitely qualifies the call, but he will put people in place to anoint and to appoint and to groom you. And you need that. He said he'd give us pastors after our own heart. You need people to shepherd you. Don't not let the enemy make you think you don't need people to shepherd you or you don't need people a part of your life. You do, you do, you do, you do. And you need to be okay to submit yourself to that type of mentorship, to submit yourself to that type of grooming. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and God will put those people in place. My Aunt Roz is another person. I've just had a arsenal of people who have mentor, who coach, who have followed spiritual father, have a spiritual, like all of these things have pulled together to help LMJ in her journey to serve the Lord better, to walk in position and kingdom. So let me pray. I want to pray for Memphis. We're going to pray for the city of Memphis, right? We need to stand in gap for gap the gap for Memphis right now. Um, I want to pray for Memphis. We're going to pray for Memphis. Um, you will also have surrogates. I surrogate. I have surrogates. I've had surrogates in my life. I have had people be surrogates to me. I am surrogates to people right now. So just know that the Lord will divinely orchestrate your life if you allow him, but you got to be humble. Woo! You got to be humble. You got to be humble to allow somebody else to lead you. And the one thing that I'm telling you that I see continuously time and time again is that we will not walk in enough humility for, um, for people to come in and groom us to lead us. I have people who speak in my life iron sharpens iron, right? I got a specific prayer assignment right now for Memphis. I got a specific prayer assignment for Memphis. Um, I've been watching, paying attention in Memphis. I got investment in Memphis. Um, um, I got friends in Memphis. I got connections. I got cousins in Memphis. And I'm not okay with going on in the city. And the Lord gave me a specific assignment to pray for Memphis this morning. And if the Lord pulls another city on your heart, you can call that city out. But right now, the assignment that the Lord gave me is for the city of Memphis. And we're going to stand in the gap for Memphis this morning. My heart is grieved towards uh, Memphis right now. <laughs> My heart is overwhelmed. Um, yesterday, they had an incident where a young man was just going around in a car, just shooting people, like just shooting them for absolutely no reason. And my heart was grieved for the people who got shot. But my heart was also grieved for this 19 year old man, young man, because that is still a baby. His frontal lobe, I don't know if it's even fully developed yet. Right. So we're going to stand in the gap for this city that needs us right now. And when the Lord puts you and gives you a specific prayer assignment, stay to that assignment. If he adds something else, that's fine. But stay on the assignment that he gave you, because if he's putting a burden on you to pray, right, you're getting ready to align something out your mouth 
with heaven. And that's what faith does. So, Father God, we first worship you. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. You are a good, good God. You are a great father. You are amazing. You are the one. Woo! You are the one. You are the king of glory. You are the great I am. You are the prince of peace. My God, you are the good shepherd. My God, you are our protector. You are our healer. You are our provider. You are the lover of my soul. You are the kinsman redeemer. My God, you are all that and then some. Woo! You are all that and then some. I love you. I bless you. I praise you. I adore you. You have had your girls back, my God, and I thank you. I bless your holy name. I bless your holy name. I bless your holy name. Will you bless his holy name? Like, bless his name this morning. Lord, we bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. You are faithful. You are just. You are true. My God, the angels yell, holy, 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 holy is he. We extol you. We lift up your name today, Lord God. You are God almighty. You are the one true king. There is no other God like you. There is no other God like you. There is no other God like you. We love you. We adore you, Lord God. We set our infection on you this morning, Lord God, because you are the one true God. You are the one true king. You are the king of glory. My God, you are the line of Judah. You are the rose of Sharon. My God, you are the great I am. You are the I am that I am. My God, you erect mountains. You part the seas. My God, the winds and the waves obey you. You are that type of God. And we bless your holy name. 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 My God, I'm not talking about anybody. We're talking about the King of glory in Jesus name. We're going to lift up Memphis. Father God, I thank you. We lift up the city of Memphis right now in the name of Jesus. Lord God, you know every circumstance. You know every situation, Lord God. We will not let evil have this city, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that no weapon formed against Memphis shall prosper. We thank you, Lord God, that your angels are encamped around Memphis. We thank you, Lord God, that whatever this darkness is, these dark deeds that the enemy has tried to loose throughout this city, Father God, we stand in the gap right now in the name of Jesus. We ask that you go into the drug houses. We ask that you go into the prostitution houses. We ask, Father God, that you go into every home in the city of Memphis, that you touch Memphis right now in the name of Jesus. Let Memphis see your hand. Let Memphis see you as strong tower, Father God. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we cover every home. We cover every child. We cover every block. We cover every road. We cover every hospital. We cover every church. We cover every business. We cover every building in Memphis right now in the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that there is nothing more powerful than the blood. And Father God, we repent for Memphis, my Father God. If there is anything, Father God, that Memphis has done that is not pleasing to you, Lord God, we repent, Father God. And we ask this morning, Lord God, that you hear the cries of Memphis, Lord God, that you hear the cries of your sons and your daughters, that you hear the cries, Father God, 
of this city today, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that you're moving on the hearts of the people. We thank you, Father God, that the government will work on one accord, Lord God. We speak peace to the city. We speak peace to their minds. We speak peace to their homes. We thank you, Father God, and drive out the spirit of confusion in Memphis, Lord God, of hostility, Father God, of anger and hate. We drive it out right now in the name of Jesus. We, Father, thank you for laborers in the field. We thank you, Father God, that their eyes are coming open, that their ears can hear in the name of Jesus. We thank you for salvation for those that are not being saved, Lord God. Father God, those that have not been saved, Lord God, that they're coming to salvation, Father. We bind their mind to the mind of Christ and we bind their will to the will of God, saying you cannot have the city of Memphis. You cannot just run all over Memphis. You cannot just have your way in Memphis. Father, we ask, Lord God, on your behalf that you blow on Memphis today, Lord God, that you change the climate, Lord God, that you change the current, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for repentant hearts this morning, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for clear minds this morning, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that your peace floods the street, that your love floods the street, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you're removing from those people that have been doing evil a stony heart and giving them a heart of flesh, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that they will not give up in hope. Lord God, you said in your last days, Father God, that your spirit will fall upon our flesh, Lord God. So let your spirit fall in Memphis. Let it fall on sons. Let it fall on daughters. Let it fall on pastors. Give them hope today, Lord God. Do not let them give up on their city. Father God, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you, Father God. We thank you, Lord God. Bless Memphis today. Increase Memphis today, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for for um, um, safe places to run, for safe shelter, Lord God, for police officers that will honor you, for a city government that will honor you and not be given over to a reprobate mind, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for just your glory being revealed, your angels in schools, your angels around hospitals, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, that your glory is being revealed in your hand. We'll see touch their hearts. We drive out the spirit of confusion right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Anything that is confused or tried, Lord God, we drive it out right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Jesus, for your holiness. Let revival break out. Let an awakening occur today in Memphis, Father God. We thank you for your faithfulness to Memphis. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We will not let the enemy bully us. We will not just because we live in one place and we see something happening in another place. We will not just allow things to continue to happen. We will stand in the gap. We will stand in prayer. We will create those divine connections. We will be faithful when God calls us to pray. Um, we will not give up on Memphis. We will not give up on our cities. We will not give up on our states. We thank you for sound government, sound police force, Father God. We thank you that you're healing Memphis right now in the name of Jesus. 
cover them right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that you confuse the hand of the enemy. When the enemy tries to rival, we drive out fear. You will not have a tactic of fear. You will not have people living in fear and being afraid in Memphis. We drive out fear right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for a fresh anointing and a fresh wind blowing over Memphis today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys for um, standing with me to stand with Memphis, that we pray that we stand with this city, um, that we just do not accept what the enemy is doing. Anytime the Lord places a burden on your heart to pray um, to for someone, for a city, pause. Do not just think that you're thinking a certain way for any reason, or don't think that you can't pray or cover or stand in the gap. Well, I don't live there. It does not matter. The Lord gave you the burden to pray. The Lord, you gave you the assignment to pray. The Lord gave you the assignment to cover. So there's something or some way that he needs you in partnership with him. So any that time throughout the day, you hear Memphis comes up, you see a news report, you declare the word of the Lord over Memphis. You declare Lord to be, the Lord to be their strong tower, their reasonable portion. You thank God for healing Memphis so that we can see a change in this city in Jesus' name. They have had like over 100 kidnappings. Um, I think this year I saw, and I'm like, God, this just isn't acceptable anymore. And we're not going to accept that. We're not going to accept that they live in fear. Those are our brothers and sisters that are just a state over. We're not going to accept that they live in fear. We're going to accept that there's a power that prayer will bring to this earth to change things. There's a power that prayer will bring to this earth to change things. And that's where we set our affection. So for the next two days, it's going to take me two days. For the next two days, I'm going to be talking about teaching me how to fight. Um, we dipped into this a little bit the other day, and I need to come back and give you a little bit more of this, right? We're going to be talking about teach me how to fight. There is a proper fight for every circumstance and situation that you're in. My God, it starts with prayer and it ends with prayer, but there is some wisdom, there is some knowledge, there is some understanding that the Lord will give you as well. And I'm telling you, um, your fight, your warfare, whatever's going on in your life will look different in every season. So what may be effective in one season may not be effective in every season. There is a wisdom God will give you in every season. Yesterday, um, somebody asked me about Josiah. We did get to come home yesterday. God, thank you. Um, we got to come home in a better situation um, than we thought. They thought he was going to have to come home with a pick line um, and have to do IV antibiotics at home. That's how serious this situation has been, right? So they thought he was going to have to do IV antibiotics at home, but the Lord released us to be able to go home. He's still in a fight. He still has to do an antibiotic for the next four to six weeks. Um, so continue to pray. Um, continue to lift us up, continue, you know, to pray for the doctors. I put some prayer, just some prayer points. I sent some prayer points. Um, God is, God is, God is all God in this situation. And we just have to wait it out. And he is giving us the wisdom and the knowledge that we need in this situation. So he is home. He does get the return back to school. They want him to be able to go back to school. 
um, the antibiotics. We're praying that his body is susceptible to them. We're praying um, that they don't affect them too harmfully. Um, but it is a season that we're in. Woo! It's a season that we're in. And I ha I can't rebuke the season. I've tried. I tried to make the season go away, but that's not what happened. And so in this season, the Lord is teaching me my warfare differently. He's teaching me how to fight. And I'm going to share with you the things that he has given me. No weapon formed against us shall prosper is an absolute fact. I want to read um, Isaiah 54 and 11 and 17. We were over there the other day. Like no weapon formed against us shall prosper is a fact. Woo! Come on. You better state that over your life today. No weapon formed against us is a fact. The same promise that was given to Israel, the same promise that Isaiah the prophet delivered um, to this nation of Jerusalem after the destruction of Babylon is still a fact. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Even on the antibiotic, we stand in the truth and no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Even in the multiple doctor's visits, no weapon against us shall prosper they have told us he may have to have one more surgery right so that'll be the third surgery no weapon formed against us shall prosper but yesterday the mom the, the mother said the one of the doctors said something to me and she was talking to me about the antibiotics she was talking to me about the wound she was just telling me signs and things that i needed to look for and she said you know if you see this you see this if you see this you see this if you see this she just kept saying this if you see this, if you see this, and then finally she said this, she said, and then if your mama gut, right? This was funny because she called it a mama gut. She said, then if your mama gut tells you that something is wrong, she said, let you call us even based on your mama gut. Woo! Come on now. See, she called it a mama gut. I know it's called the Holy Spirit. Y'all better talk to me this morning. She called it a mama gut. I call it the Holy Spirit. She said, so even if your mama gut is telling you something is not right, you call us, right? Well, before, for the last maybe two weeks, I had been saying to Josiah, I said, I don't think you're healing the way that you're supposed to be healing. I've been saying that to him and he kept saying, I'm fine. And one of my friends was like, um, one of my friends was like, don't be in, that's, don't be out of faith. Don't stop saying that we in faith. No, this is not about being out of faith. This was not about being out of faith. My mama good, as she called it, the Holy Spirit. I kept saying, I said, Joe, I just don't think you're healing the way that you're supposed to be healing. I kept saying it to him. I said, I don't think you're healing the way that you're supposed to heal it. My mama good, as she called it, the Holy Spirit was proud to me. I said, Joe, I just don't think like you're healing. So when we on Saturday, right, when we on Saturday, I'm talking about teach me how to fight. Stick with me. Stay with me. So on Saturday, continue to share the devotional. Someone shared the devotional yesterday and it just impacted some people's lives that had never been on. So my 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 the voice of the Holy Spirit had kept telling me there's something like I kept telling myself, Joe, I don't think you're healing right. I don't think you're healing right. I don't think this looks right. I don't think this. And I hadn't even seen the incision, right? I just felt kept feeling in my spirit like I don't feel like this is right. And as I sat there and began to meditate on that. I'm like, okay, I don't feel like this is right, right? No weapon formed against us shall prosper. I don't feel like this is right. So the Wednesday before, the Wednesday before, he says, Mom, I'm kind of bleeding out. We looked at it, no big deal. By the time we get to Saturday, he's not feeling well again. By the time we make it to the emergency room, 
um, that the first thing that comes out their mouth is said, I'm so glad you came. Because <laughs> we were going to wait till Tuesday because he had a doctor's appointment Tuesday. The first thing that came out their mouth was, I'm so glad you came. <laughs> the first thing, the last thing that was said to us when we left the doctor, I'm so glad. We are so glad you showed up. We are so glad. So there is a the a warfare that goes along that comes with strategies. Ooh! when we are sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And as I meditated on this, I'm like, Lord, there has been times that I have just not slowed down enough or been sensitive enough to hear you for you to give me the strategies that are necessary, that are needed for this season, for this situation. Oh my God. How many times have I aborted your wisdom for what needs to happen next? even though the weapon had formed. I'm going to give y'all this in scripture. So in Isaiah, when he was saying the Lord is promising us a more glorious future, Jeremiah 29 and 11, we love to quote it, but we don't recognize and realize that it has benefits because of our righteousness. He was talking to Israel based on his relationship with Israel. Come on now. We are, he is now talking to us through the word based on our relationship with Jesus. Right. And because based on my relationship with Jesus, when I get the thought process in my head and understand who my God is and understand what my righteousness qualifies me for, then I'll understand when the Lord says I have a plan or a hope for you, that even if the weapon is formed, that the plan and the hope is still for my good. Ah! Come on. Come on. I'll understand that even if the weapon is formed, come on, y'all, you got to get revelation. If I really understand who God is and who I am in my righteousness and who Jesus is, that even if the weapon forms on Cheryl, that the weapon is being formed and it's all getting ready to work out for my good. Romans 8 affirms that Jeremiah 29 and 11, we love to quote it. It's tattooed on my shoulder, but it gives me a clear identity in Christ Jesus that God has no desire to hurt or to harm me. His desire is to bring me good, Chantrice. His desire is to bring me good, Andrea. His desire is to bring me good, Vanessa. And so the first position we have to sit in is understanding our righteousness and knowing that without a doubt, no matter if the weapon is formed, Angela, no matter if the weapon is formed, Kedra, no matter if the weapon is formed, Chantries, no matter if the weapon is formed, Nisi, no matter if the weapon is formed, Vanessa, then God still has a good plan for Lakeisha. God still has a good plan for Josiah. God still has a good plan for Judah, no matter if the weapon is formed. And even if I made a mistake myself, God still, because of his grace and his mercy, he has a good plan for me. You got to get that, right? So that when the weapon forms, your brain does not go all over the place into anxiety, into fear, into worry. Most of us have been trained in the art of worry. Most of us have been trained in the art of fear. Most of us have been trained, come on, in the art of anxiety. We've been trained in those ways. And so we need to become unlearned in our immediate response system when the weapon forms. Most of us have an alert system that goes off when a weapon forms against us. And then that is our immediate response system. 
but the Lord has a certain way that he wants us to fight. Come on now in the word. So we're being renewed in our mind, understanding our identity in Christ so we can fight differently. <laughs> we are understanding our identity so that we can fight different, right? So when the Lord, when we say, teach me how to fight, the Lord is going to reprogram us so that in this next season, when the weapon is formed, that we will learn how to fight, come on, in a different kind of way, Michelle, that we will learn how to fight in a different kind of way, that we that our loose lips will not sink ships. <laughs> come on, y'all, that our loose lips will not sink ships. So he said, no enemy. Come on now, y'all rock with me for just a little bit longer. He's saying no enemy will be able to successfully produce a weapon. Woo! There's not a word that can prosper against you. Come on now. There's no circumstance or situation that can prosper against you. Come on now, y'all. It won't succeed. You ought to put that in your notes. It won't succeed. It does not matter what I'm seeing. It will not succeed. And the reason that it won't succeed is because God has already told me that he has a plan to prosper and to bring me good. So the outcome to Shannon, the outcome, Andrea, the outcome, Jessica, of the situation has to bring me good. Woo! Come on. Come on now, the outcome of the situation. When you understand your righteousness, when you understand who you are in Jesus, you can declare boldly the outcome is going to bring me good. I've been sending out little texts to my family members. And at the end, at the beginning, I state where we are. But at the end, I state my position in Christ Jesus. I acknowledge where we are. But at the end, I, ex I, I state this is my position in Christ Jesus, it won't succeed. It won't work, right? And this is the word of the Lord. And it brings me back into the position, no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, God is in charge. Ah, come on. You ought to put that in your comments. You ought to put that. God is in charge. No matter of the situation, no matter of the circumstance, nay, God is in charge. Lakeisha is not in charge. Oh my God. We walk in a faithful truth now so that our minds can change. So we declare the word of the Lord and God is in charge. Come on now. He's the one that created the ones that have the weapons. <laughs> That's how you got to see it. He's the one that created the ones who have the weapon. He's the one that created the one Whatever the circumstance of the situation is, God created them too. Come on now. God created the man in Memphis. God created both of the He created them. So God is still in charge no matter the situations. So you got to get a mentality based on my righteousness. The weapons are going to be ineffective against me. Woo! Come on. The weapons are going to be ineffective and the fulfillment of Christ Jesus in my life. Come on, y'all. The promise of God over my, my, my life is a yes and an amen. Why? Because God is still in charge. Does not mean that bad things won't happen. Yesterday, the lady was like, it always seems like bad things happen 
to good people. That's what she said, because he is, he is just the sweetest kid. That's all they kept saying. They kept coming in the room going, oh my gosh, this kid can't be any sweeter. He's so polite. He's so mannerable. They kept noting in his chart, this is a pleasant kid. This is a nice family. And the lady came in. She said, it seemed like bad things always happen to good people. And I looked at her and I said, guess what? It's so our testimony can be greater. <laughs> She said, it always seemed like bad thing happened to good people, like the good people, the nice people. I said, yes, ma'am, but it's okay. It's so our testimony will be greater. Woo! We'll be able to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. We'll be able to testify to the goodness of the Lord. See, this story for Josiah been deep all year. From January to June, it was his lungs. <laughs> see, from January to June, it was his lungs. We were struggling to breathe from January to June, right? Then from July until now, it's been his leg. And I told her, I said, yep, bad things do happen to good people. But guess what? Our testimony is going to be greater. So we done went from his lungs to his legs. But guess what? God is still faithful. And God is still God. And God is still in charge. I'm going to leave it right there and we're going to pick up again tomorrow. Oh my God. We're going to pick up tomorrow. So take that with you today. God is still in charge and God has a plan to prosper me. That's the first, that's the first thing you got to do and start transforming your mind and understanding your righteousness in Christ Jesus, that God is still in charge. God still has a plan. And even there is, oh, there is a weapon, a very present situation in my life. God is not going to allow, come on now, it to, to prosper in my life. He will get the greater glory. Ain't that something? Ain't God good? Lord God, we thank you for spiritual truths this morning that reset our mind. Thank you for giving us fresh perspective of how your desire is to prosper us. Oh my God. Open the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be. Remove from us any condemnation, any shame, any worry, any grief that is trying to affect us to keep us from believing in you. Reset our hearts. Reset our minds. Oh, my God. Help our unbelief, Lord God. Help our unbelief. Lord, you said if your children have the faith of a mustard seed, Lord God, we're asking you this morning, reset, restore our faith, Lord God. Let us put our hope, mind, God, and expectancy in the truth of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Two things. If the Lord places it on your heart to partner with this ministry, go to the website, Rakesha M. Johnson. Oh, lmjministries.org. Joe going to get me. And you can give there. And you can find out all the way you're giving, what you're giving goes to, how it helps us get the gospel of Jesus Christ into the earth, how it um, helps us feed the streets, help single moms. You can find out all that on the website. If the Lord, you can cash app us, dollar sign, L-M-J-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. All of that is on the website. But my second most heartfelt, um, my second most heartfelt um, plea is if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I want you to make this moment because that's where your renewed identity is going to begin. And I want you to make this moment your moment. And it starts with the confession of faith. And then I want to have the honor and privilege to disciple you. Would you repeat after me? Dear Jesus, I'm in need of a Savior. I'm asking you to come into my life and to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus.
for saving me. Woo! If you prayed that prayer, send us an email to info at justbeinglmj.com. And I promise you, I'm going to get something in your hands so that we can um, we can disciple you. We can do what we need to do. Do not forget, we'll be back here in the morning at 6 a.m. Ladies, prayer calls Saturday, 7 a.m. I live for that. I like, I live, those are one of the moments I live for. Like, I cannot wait to get to you guys Saturday, Saturday morning. 7 a.m. just for the ladies. Sorry, fellas. Just for the ladies. I want to pour into you devotional prayer. A little bit of mentorship we get in there. I want to mentor you. Um, It's just there. Come join us. I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you. Woo! More than anything, God loves you. Do me a favor today. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you. Love, I love a God through for you. Yeah, he is. Thank you for that, Angela. I love y'all so much, my family. Thank you for y'all prayers. Continue to stand with us um, until he is clean and clear, until this vibe, this, this infection is gone. Continue to stand with us. Um, I love you so much. I see you in the morning, love, peace, and blessings. Thank you, Father, for your word today. Thank you for your children today. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.